welcome to the third episode of Flags and Fouls. Today, we'll preview Super Bowl 55 with the Kansas City Chiefs and Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We'll look into the Matthew Stafford trade and talk about the Deshaun Watson situation. And on the NBA side, we'll talk about the Brooklyn Nets, Utah Jazz, Dallas Mavericks, Houston Rockets, really whatever team we think is interesting. There's a lot of them right now. And I'm Nathan Lee, here with Sean Doherty, Jose Duran, and Omer Loya. How's everyone doing this week? I'm doing good, boys. How are you? I'm 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 doing all right. I um I I I did a project in my uh intro to media production and composition. I did a photography project. I had to take some pictures. I had to take some pictures, so I took some pictures of my dogs. Might post a few on Twitter. They actually they actually look pretty good. I'm not even gonna lie. Some some of them are pretty cool looking like. I got one where like my uh my my dog Chico is like biting baby girl and like Chico's mouth is like wide open. Oh, that's a and good then I have a really good portrait of Chico and a really good one of Baby Girl, and then they they were playing outside fighting and stuff. I got some good pictures; they're pretty cool. You have some derpy dogs, bulls. I, I, I do have some very very derpy dogs. <laughs> that's you the best some, way to explain some easy classes. Hey, hey, well, 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 yes, I have derpy dogs and easy classes. That that's pretty much my life right now. <laughs> derpy dogs and easy classes. You're lucky. I'm excited. Hi. Probably get to drop my econ class. Ooh. All right. Thank the Lord. But that's because yeah, you no, don't that, need that was it. your sports econ class, right? Yeah. It's uh, not very friendly to sports. It's not? That's why. What's the, why even name it that then? <laughs> well, no. Okay. So it, it's a bunch of sports, but it's based on four tests and they're all free response. And uh, he basically told us that if it's not, that we will be upset with how little partial credit he gives us. Oh, so and you have to be. Oh, yeah, right, exactly. Completely right. Mm-hmm. Oh, hell no, bro. <laughs> no, it's it's um, it's a little rough, but you know it's okay. Um, at least it's an elective for you though, so you can exactly. kind of just drop it and not really have to worry too much, which is really good. Y'all um, are lucky. And Jose's like, oh, you got easy classes. You see, you chose to do these hard classes, okay? Mm-hmm. And I do feel bad, but you chose <laughs> to do these. Omer, you chose to do these. I'm not chosen. Even Sean, you chose to do these hard classes. I was like, journalism. That's not true, bro. They like they held me at gunpoint. They were like, you have no other option, but you have you have to take engineering. So I was. Oh free. yeah, I believe you. My bad. That's right. That's right. Now, actually, yeah. news writing can be a little. News writing might get a little weird for me, but like, I don't know. It's gonna be like some. It's gonna be like a, like a. If Teal taught a journalism class, mm. is oh. what I feel like it is. I see, Jose. How was your week? I think I'm pretty sure I failed my calculus test, um, and that's. Uh, I'm not gonna find that grade out till tomorrow. And then I stayed up yesterday all night doing a pre lab for the, the chemistry lab today. Yeah, she didn't even ask for it. Because we're supposed to have it. If not, we can't do the lab. And then she didn't even ask for it, which sucks. And yeah, then, she said that's uh, what she, she yeah. didn't ask for it. <laughs> Man, Nathan, isn't it isn't it just awesome that we're not engineers? <laughs> yeah, I, I um, I didn't actually realize engineering be this bad, but at the same time, there's a reason I didn't do it. <laughs> and, and and it's funny people looked at me funny too for like not doing it, and I was like. I think you would have killed well, us, to be honest. People looked funny at me for going to tech. Nathan. Yeah, because it's not you, A&M. You were, li- you were literally probably the smartest person I've met from high school-wise. Maybe besides Andrew, 
I was and, about to say, I, I don't. Yeah. And 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 people will look at like you and me, and they'll be like, I ask me what you're doing. I'll be like engineer, and they'll be like, Oh, this dude must be doing the same thing, like like nuclear or something. And you'll just be like, Nah, I'm doing journalism. And people would just like stare at you. I know Callaway did the first time his eyes got like really like bright red. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> he was like, yeah, he's doing journalism. He was like, for real? He's like, <laughs> wait, wait, what? He, he even tried to convince him to get out twice. He was like, are you sure you don't want to do the Concho Academy, Nathan? He asked him like in front of me twice. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm good. Well, you would have been set, bro. Yeah. I know. But chase your dreams, <laughs> you know what I mean? Do you. <laughs> Heck yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, when? When? When I'm living in a box trying to do another podcast like this, I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll be, I'll be like, yeah, chasing my dreams. No, no, I, I, I should be fine, actually. It's okay, bro. You at least didn't go into it just to just drop out because like most people right no, now. No, no, I'm, I wasn't gonna do. Nah, a lot of people like in our like thing have already dropped. Some dude dropped that's the second tough. day, like literally the second day of school, he was gone. That's just, <laughs> yeah, that's that's like. Oh, that that's too, that's too early. I'm sorry, but like, yeah, that, there is no reason to drop the second day. Like, what are you gonna do dropping this? Well, oh, unless you, oh, you'd be surprised. By the second day, we we already had to like code like a whole like set of equations yeah, to like solve for like, solve for like viscosity and shit. <laughs> the first uh, one wasn't that bad. The first like was like try to ins- like input A and B and then output like C or something. <laughs> hmm. Okay. Either way, though. Well, yeah. you know okay. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I took okay. my shirt off because my house is hot. I see. That, that's nice to know, Jose. <laughs> Thank you for anyway, the information. Um, I don't really know how to segue from that into the Super Bowl, but um, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Uh, uh, Tampa's a little warmer this time of year. I, I don't really, I don't really know what. <laughs> I, you know what's my what's going to make my weekend better? Watching the Super Bowl we're about to talk about. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. There yeah. we go. The Super be an Bowl, the Kansas Sunday. City Chiefs. And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, Caesar Sportsbook has Kansas City favored by three. It opened at three and a half, so it has shifted a little bit. Uh, the Chiefs pretty much seem to be the favorites, though. The Buccaneers, though, you definitely cannot underestimate that defense. And I guess you cannot underestimate the greatest player of all time. Blah, 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 blah. Tom Brady. He is 43 year old quarterback. For now. For now, for now, probably for a long, probably for a while, but at least for at least the next five years. Yeah, Mahomes will get his seventh ring. If if Tom Brady wins his seventh ring this Sunday, I think the goat debate is like done. I think he wins it no matter what. If he wins the ring, if if he loses the Super Bowl, I think it's still up to debate. I don't don't think it's I don't think it's been up to debate for a while. I, I think Brady pretty much solidified himself. Um. One kind of when he got the sixth ring, but also even the Super Bowl before that, he threw for 500 yards and uh, doing doing that really as an older quarterback was doing that as an older quarterback is definitely impressive to me. I don't think that a seventh ring is going to suddenly solidify it. I don't think losing it's suddenly going to open it up. I, I don't I don't think that. I think really Patrick Mahomes has a chance to be the greatest of all time. He won't. But he still has to perform. He still has to perform at this level for years and years and years. Probably get another Super Bowl. Definitely get some MVP trophies, and then we can start talking about it. But what's it called? No, Patrick Mahomes cannot be the goat. He already a frog. 
No, it was confirmed by by Travis Kelsey himself. Mahomes is a frog. He has a little frog voice. And end quote. Didn't Tyree Kill even say he had a little Kermit voice? I don't know. He is. I, he, yeah, he, he did, did when he was uh on um inside the NFL. He also thought Mahomes was trash the first time he saw him. So I thought that I thought that was funny. Th- this was <laughs> old news, kind of. This was like a month and a half ago. But Tyree Kill said that. Yeah, Tyree Kill was like, <laughs> I thought he was trash. That's and then he was like, he was like, "Is this the guy you drafted?" Like, oh boy, this isn't good. But imagine if Watson went to the Chiefs. If Watson went to what? No, no. Just, just, I, I'm cutting that out. Anyway, <laughs> I just thought about that. It's literally the one team that we know 100 will not have Watson. Oh no, sorry. One of the two teams. The other one is the Texans. Yeah, I mean, they may have him, but he's not playing for him. No, I'm saying, like, what if he got drafted by the Texans? I mean, by the Chiefs, like, if Deshaun Watson got drafted. Oh, yeah. No, Watson would probably be pretty close. Watson would, I think Watson would actually be close. Uh, Watson has really been that good. I think, I think he is a top three quarterback. I put him right now, uh, when we're talking about quarterbacks right now, behind Mahomes and Rodgers. Maybe He's a even ahead of Rodgers. quarterback. I think Watson is really that good, and I think he took a big leap this year too. Unfortunately, his team just you know took an even bigger step backwards. But we'll get to <laughs> sure. that in a little bit. I, I think I think the big thing though with the Super Bowl matchup is, uh, can the Bucks get pressure without having to blitz? Because when the Chiefs played the Buccaneers in the regular season. They also had they only had single coverage on Tyreek Hill, and Tyreek Hill had 200 yards and two touchdowns in the first quarter. And I'm very aware of this because he was also on Jose's fantasy team when I was playing him, and I just had to wa- and I I looked and it was like 40 fantasy points, and it was just the first quarter. And I Did was you say um, 200 yards in the first quarter. Yeah, Hill had 200 yards, and um, I was um. It was very depressed. The, the good thing was I beat Jose weeks later to win it all, but what, we can get to that another time. <laughs> I hate you. I, I may or may not have robbed him of the fantasy title, but your team was that, trash. Your team was trash. You just don't. You just didn't know that. You just didn't know their names, bro. If you knew who, their names, who did? Nobody did. That's why they were all from the wire. Nah, bro. I I, I just I'm just smart. I'm just smart like that. <laughs> I, I Taysom Hill saved my season. That's all I gotta say. And Travis Kelsey is amazing. That also Travis goes Kelsey. into the Chiefs, so when, when you have weapons like Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey, it's going to be very difficult for the Bucs to stop that. But what, what the Bucs will have an advantage in is the Chiefs' offensive line is definitely hobbled right now. They lost their left tackle to an Achilles injury in the AFC Championship, and right tackle Mitchell Schwartz has been out for a while and still won't be back for the Super Bowl. Diana Rossini of ESPN reported that Andy Reid said – all of the Chiefs offensive linemen have practiced at all five positions Man. to prepare for the Super Bowl, to prepare really for anything. What the heck? So that can definitely that could definitely be an issue for the Chiefs, mm-hmm. especially with the potent pass rush the Buccaneers have. On the other side, it's kind of the same thing. Can you get pressure on Brady without having to blitz? Brady has not really been a great quarterback this postseason. He has not been bad. But He's at moments where he is. He's at moments where he's been bad. 
He only threw for 199 yards against the Saints. And he threw for more yards against the Packers, had a great first half. And then he threw three interceptions in the second half and really choked. Really, it was the Buccaneers' defense that stepped up. The Packers' offense and their coach maybe helped a little bit. <laughs> but the Buccaneers definitely um, the Buccaneers definitely stepped up on the defensive end when they needed to. So, guys, who do y'all think is going to win it? I think the Bucs will win it, and Brady's going to get his seventh ring and solidify himself as the GOAT. No more questions asked. You can't even make another another argument for anybody else, bro. The Kermit the Frog's not getting his second ring. He's not going back to back. Okay, and the Brady Homer thinks it's the Bucs. Uh, what about <laughs> Sean and O'Mara? Well, I've been wrong quite a bit during this postseason. <laughs> um, my, uh, my Super Bowl champs kind of choked a bit. Was not great for me. Um, to be fair, my quarterback was kind of also broken. But anyways, did not expect Tom Brady to make it to the Super Bowl this year. I know you're not, never supposed to doubt him because right now he definitely is the GOAT. But I do think Mahomes is going to win. Not just Mahomes, obviously. But I think the Chiefs will win because of Mahomes and the offense. And, you're and you know, it's, it's... You're wrong. <laughs> and you know, it's funny, we... uh. We talk about the offensive weapons too, but when Mahomes left in the third quarter, that offense really wasn't the same. Limited sample size, to be fair, to Chad Henney. But it it Mahomes really is as much of the offense as anything else. I mean, he allows Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy to draw up all these crazy plays, and then his receiver, his receivers, his tight end can get open on really anything. And it's all just in sync right now in a way that we have not seen. And Mahomes is playing at a level that really has not been seen for a quarterback this young. And we may never see again. Is he the greatest of all time? Some have asked that. Is he, could he already be the greatest of all time? Could he already be a Hall of Famer? Oh, hell no, a Hall bro. of Famer? Yes. The greatest of all time? Absolutely not. That That's a stupid, stupid argument, but... But I do think it'll be interesting to see what happens. Mahomes is so much of that offense. So it's funny you say that, you know, oh, Mahomes is going to win. That That is what we're thinking about. Because at times the Bucks roster looks better than the Chiefs does overall. But right, just the weapons but that the Chiefs have. It's just so such potent weapons. Just Travis Kelsey is always a weapon. And if you double coverage Hill, then you still have Kelsey to deal with. And, and, and you have to double cover Hill. They, they tried right. only putting one man on him. One of the uh, one of the commentators at the end of the Chiefs Bills game was talking about how the Bucks should take a the playbook from Bill Belichick back in what was it the playing the AFC Championship game um, and I wish I could remember it was, exactly it, was, it, was Kansas, it was two two years ago but he had a specific strategy for that game that kind of contained the offense contained him till the fourth quarter. Right. <laughs> it did the that AFC Championship game was 2018. The Patriots ended up winning, but the Chiefs came back in the fourth quarter and tied that game. But they did kind of hold them for a while. They actually did limit them and then finally it was just too much. The only reason the Patriots won was they won the coin toss in overtime. They got the ball, they scored. Chiefs never got the ball back. And then the Patriots scored like 10 points and still won the Super Bowl. Yeah, that was a boring. Against 
against Jared Goff and the Rams, which we'll we'll get to later as well. But and do y'all think this will be a similar matchup to how that Patriots game went? No. I think it might uh, be. A- I don't. I don't think so. I think. I think Todd Bowles will really kind of do his own thing. I do want to see how he mixes up the pressure, though. That's really what I want to see. Um, It is the largest age gap for a Super Bowl 18 years and 45 days between Mahomes and Brady. Oh, my God. Mahomes is 25 and Brady is 43. So that's always something to look at. Yeah, I'm interested to see how the uh, Bucks defense does this game. I think that's uh, the key. We've seen a lot of sides from the Bucks defense, and um, it'll be interesting to see which one shows up. Hmm. Yeah, that's really all I have. Omer, you have anything else? I have the Kansas City Chiefs winning, Mahomes um, winning his second ring, going back to back. That's why I went in, in my bracket, so I might as well stick with them. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, you'll actually win the bracket challenge solely if you uh, if the Chiefs win. Otherwise, you have to share with Jose, and nobody ever wants to do that, and I'm not just talking about a, a bracket challenge. So, <laughs> well, People love sharing with me. I'm very caring. Uh-huh. You can just just ask mm-hmm. Sean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I was out of thought. I do, uh, I do think this game will rely heavy on the defense, though. Um, yeah. If the Buccaneers can't stop the Kansas City Chiefs, but it kind of goes vice versa because the Buccaneers' offense is solid too. So I think it's just going to see which defense can slow down the offense. Do y'all think um, that the Chiefs are going to do what they've been doing a lot, where they start off slow but have just one play by any position that just gets them in the game, and then they just take over after that? Why not? <laughs> why not? They know they can do it. I mean, why? We've why not? Seen it I mean, plenty of times. No, it got it got worse every game in the postseason last year. Um, of course, they were down twenty four nothing to the Texans, but that was all fluke stuff, and it was in the first quarter, and they figured it out. And then, of course, they were down later to the Titans, and then the Super Bowl. They really tried to lose that game, and then of course, and then of course, now we all know the play call. Wasp Tyree Kill runs her out. Mahomes completes it to him on a third and long. They score, and they end up winning by ten. They Keep in mind, they're always down by double digits. Yeah, they were down 12 with like 10 minutes left. And they win by double digits. <laughs> so, and, and that and that almost happened in the Bills game. That They were down 9 to nothing. We kind of forget that because it didn't really feel like they were down 9 to nothing. It felt like it was, it almost felt like it was just a tie game at that point. It felt like, it, it was weird. Like once the Bills got up 9 to nothing, you're like, okay, the Bills maybe have a shot. That's what it felt like. It it felt like at the start, it was like the Chiefs are going to win. And then all oh, the Bills maybe have a shot. Then once the Chiefs scored, it was like the Chiefs win. That's what it feels like now. And that is stupid. The last two postseasons, five games, he's been down by double digits. or He's been down by two scores in four of those games. And it doesn't matter. He wins them anyway. I mean, what is this, dude? What is this? I mean, th- this is like... This is like when you play Madden on rookie and and you intentionally let them win a little bit ju- just to screw with them and then you just throw like five touchdowns and win it. This is what yeah. it is. It, and Andy Reid is a great coach as yeah, well. I'm really glad he got a Super Bowl. 
Yeah, because he didn't have a Super Bowl until last year. One, a really fantastic coach, and but never could get the ring. Went to one with the Eagles. I uh, just couldn't get it done. But yeah, it is really good that Reed has a Super Bowl ring because he's deserved it. Yeah, I think we it? also have to give credit to Eric Bieniemy, the offensive coordinator. We have to give credit to Mike Kafka, the quarterback coach, who's worked with Mahomes a lot. We have to give credit to Steve Spagnolo, the defensive coordinator for the Chiefs. The last two postseasons, Chiefs defense has stepped up and done a lot of the dirty work. We talk about Mahomes, of course, and what he does, as we should. But if the Chiefs defense didn't do their job, the Chiefs would not have won. The Chiefs would not have won anyway. So, uh, really credit all around on the Kansas City Chiefs. Just remember that greatest comeback in Super Bowl history. Everybody counted hey. my man Brady out, but you know what happened? I I I was I I I I was actually uh, left during part of the game and like went and made food like during that fourth quarter and then I, well, we we all know how that went down twenty eight to three, and it ended up being of course a Patriots win, and it was the greatest comeback ever. But I I, I so many things had to happen for that to work. I still yeah. got to pick the Chiefs, but it's okay. It's okay, Brady Homer. We understand. We understand. You just. <laughs> oh, it's, it's we three understand. Against, you just dream about Brady one? at night. We understand. Y'all, it's three against one. Y'all saw Mahomes. Oh, yeah, well, oh, yeah. Also, seen as none of us picked Brady to be in this Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, none of us picked Brady to be in the Super Bowl. I if the Buccaneers win, then we're all wrong. All of us, in, in a way. <laughs> Wait, which is funny. We picked four different ones and still couldn't get it. That would yeah, be. Yeah, that's. <laughs> we didn't exactly like all pick the Chiefs or the Packers. We we, we spread our chips four around different and teams. we still didn't win out. It's gonna be like, if, gonna... if the Bucks win. If the Bucks win, yeah, true. We true, we, yeah. we still would have missed. But it's like it's like missing the whole dartboard. Like like really, man. Like come on. Like it's. I mean, if the if the Bucks win, that means the hype was real in the offseason. I mean, I just can't believe the decision-making by the Packers and just how they couldn't score oh, yeah. off turnovers. Rodgers should have ran it in the end zone in that last, that third down. No, oh, actually, yeah. Rogers, no, no. Rodgers should close. run it. He should not have, if because the the picture that we saw was for like from a from like an upside point of view. Have you seen the pictures leak from his point of view? No, he had actually he actually had uh, three people in front of him. He would have gotten clapped as soon as he would have passed the, the, the line of scrimmage. I think there's a way to protect but on the yourself. One, it looked like he had a lot more space. Yeah, he had room. Yeah, I, I think I think you can protect yourself well enough. And I'm not even saying it would have been a touchdown. That is that is not true. Right. At least we we cannot def- definitively say that. But it would have been a lot closer, and maybe Matt Lafleur would have actually gone for it. Well, the Packers were not very good in goal to go situations, but at that point, who knows what would have happened. Maybe they would have tied it. Brady would have scored anyway, but you at least go down swinging. Did you see what Roger said about it too? That they're down. He said he he thought he had another down. He thought he, they would go for it. He was and surprised. That of course is that has fueled all of the Rogers trade rumors. It's fueled rumors that he'll leave. Tight. Maybe that he wants to go to Cali. Maybe that he still has problems with the floor. Which of course the, the it seemed like it was all patched over, but now this one thing maybe uh, screwed it up. I don't know. Rogers kind of cleared that up. I don't think he's going to leave. I'd be very surprised if he left at this point. I, I think it was just some hype because we love we love Photoshop. Yeah. It's basically yeah. what it is. We we like 
Okay, can we can we put Rodgers in a 49ers jersey? Right. Can we put him in a Rams jersey? I know the Sean Watson edits. And oh my gosh, every team every every team's fan base has a dude with Photoshop. <laughs> yeah. That that's what I learned. Not yeah, the Cowboys, right. so we're already perfect. Not the Cowboys. I swear there was a Cowboy. There was, I, Cowboys but there was definitely a Cowboys one. If the Cowboys could get Watson for like nothing, they they would definitely get him. Like he is for better sure. than Dak. Dak is fantastic, but Watson kind of different. Dak is better than Watson. Well, that's not true. I'm just I'm just gonna I'm just gonna we're just gonna move on. We're gonna move on to Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford is taking the Rams to the Super Bowl and getting a ring. Okay, next okay, hey, hey, hey. We're just gonna drown him out. He hasn't he doesn't even matter. Um, no, no, listen. Stafford, listen, shut the hell up. Listen. if the Rams could go to the Super Bowl with whack ass Jared Goff, they can go and win it all with Stafford, who Stafford is quite clearly a better quarterback. Underrated as hell, quite literally, probably the most wasted quarterback like in recent memory, like overall, because Watson has been mm, recent. No. Watson has been recent. Wasted. No, I don't know. Matthew Stafford's pretty far. wasted. Matthew Stafford was pretty wasted He's in the past wasted, ten years. But... Okay, yeah, past ten years. Yeah, yeah, like, I'll, like, I'll agree with that. Like the I'm last saying, decade, he like definitely saying, had the potential. To like be on a team to like, win a Super Bowl. Go ahead, sorry. Like I'm saying, though, like I'm saying, though, he's gonna actually perform well. And if he, the Rams could go to the Super Bowl with that defense, to to the, to, I mean, they can make it to the Super Bowl with that and just lose Burley to a whack ass game because you know how the Rams are kind of boring with golf. They're gonna win a Super Bowl with with uh, they're gonna win a Super Bowl with uh, with Stafford. But do you think uh, is it Sean McVay? Mm-hmm. But do you do you think Sean McVay is going to start throwing the ball more? Because he's a pretty oh. run heavy offense. Who's a running back? Is that Cameron Akers? Well, right now he's been run heavy, I think, because he's realized what he's had to do. Right, but he, he was. I mean, he also had Todd Gurley. That that's true. So will he change? Do you think yeah, with I, a better quarterback? I, 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 think, I think he will adapt a little bit because we've seen how Stafford plays. We've seen, we've seen his game. He's actually like, if we had to put him like in a category, let's say like Madden category, you, he's a strong arm quarterback. He can make those deep throws. Oh, definitely. If, if, if we, in percentage wise, he actually has the second uh, highest percentage of completed passes like thrown deep, just behind Mahomes in the, like in the last season or two. He's he's uh, he's a uh, percent compl- completion like uh, with like. 30 or 45 yards plus is like 39%, which is just crazy. Robert Woods and Cooper Cup are probably thinking, thank God, finally. Yep. Yeah, they're, they're, I think they yeah. are pretty happy about that. Did you see that Aaron Donald was surprised by the trade? He was shook. He was like, huh? Yeah. <laughs> but, which is understandable. I mean, I mean, I get that golf was an issue, but you were committed to him for four years. He was oh, not always oh, wait, that wait, bad. Wait, wait, hold up, hold up. But I think the scheme was able to cover up for him for a while. Bring it back to that same stat. Can you guess where golf was ranked uh, in the from top uh, thirty-two starting quarterbacks on that list on the accuracy of deep throws past thirty, 30 to forty? Twenty-six. Thirty-first. Jesus. Huh. <laughs> hmm. Who's thirty-second? I think it was Sam Darnold, but we're not talking about that right now. <laughs> oh, no, not Sam. Not Sam, bro. Why Sam? Uh, Sam Sam's, Sam's a tragedy. Um, the Jets are a tragedy. <laughs> the Jets are a tragedy. 
Um, but but it's okay. They have a new coach. Um, they're not a tragedy. A they're a comedy. Now Jose is decided to be a Stafford homer so quick. I never actually talked about the trade. The trade was Matthew Stafford for two first rounders, a third rounder, and Jared Goff. Some would say they overpaid. I don't think that's true because we know Jared Goff's contract, his four-year extension would have started this year. And it would have been like $40 million against a cap. And if they cut him, they really don't get any benefit. They had to trade him. It still counts $22 million against a cap. That, that, that's the NFL salary cap for you. They, they, they are not big on uh, players leaving in any sort of fashion, but um, it's it, they, they almost paid the Lions just to take Goff's contract as much as they paid for Matthew Stafford. That's more of an NBA thing. Yeah, that is more of an mm-hmm. NBA thing. Contract True. dumping. The, the first time I heard of it in the NFL was because uh, it was my Texans. It was uh, Brock Osweiler. Oof. When I signed Brock Osweiler, that four-year deal, and then he was like the next to worst quarterback in the league that year, the first year. Uh, so they traded him to the Browns basically as a salary dump. Now, there is a much bigger story, though. We do not know when, if Deshaun Watson is going to be traded from the Houston Texans. It has been reported now that he has asked for a trade, that he is not very happy with the organization. And and that's fair when, you know, the owner tells you you're going to have a say in the head coach and GM, and then he kind of just pulls a fast one. So that, that's kind of understandable. And also when they, when they trade away your best wide receiver for a washed running back in a second round pick, uh, it, it tends to cause some hard feelings. And when they've also almost never had a good offensive line in front of you, uh, this year, he took the second most sacks in the league at 49. Only behind Carson Wentz, and that that's a whole other story for another day. Wentz took 50 in 12 games. Mm. but Anyway, Watson, we awarded him the lead three pods most wasted player of the year, which we would actually like to see that awarded at NFL Honors, but <laughs> I don't think the NFL would be uh, too receptive. I can't imagine to why. that idea. Yeah, I can't imagine. Why. I can't imagine why either. Why they wouldn't <laughs> want to highlight the dysfunction of one of their teams. I, I really, I don't know. Do you even accept but, that award if you win it? Like, how do you even like? Do you say thank you? <laughs> yeah, you should be like, nah. Watson would probably accept it. Like, he knows he doesn't even care. He wants a trade. He'd accept that. He tried it. No, he definitely accept it. Maybe it would. Maybe it would make the Texans trade him. Like, he'd probably be like, thank you. This is so true, and I, I'm, I'm so glad I'm appreciated by somebody. He would definitely pull. A, he would definitely pull something like that. And he and he's not a, a cocky guy. He's actually um, a really straight down the middle guy, and really cares about the community. Really cares about the Houston community. This isn't anything against uh, the Houston community, the Texans fan base. This isn't anything against them. I think this is just, I'm tired of being in a workplace that's just stupid. I get them being paid millions, but this is stupid. You guys are idiots. I mean, from Jack Easterby and Cal McNair, it's, and then of course, Bill O'Brien, when he was there, it just, the organization has been in total dysfunction. They're going to become the Browns. They're going to become the new Cleveland Browns. Mm -hmm. The the new symbol of dysfunction. God, I hope not too, but I'm, 
as a Texans fan, I want Watson to leave. I don't want his career to be wasted. I mean, it's going to be completely wasted because if it, he stays there. At least a team like the Jets have a organized dysfunctionality. Yeah, better. and I think they, they got a head coach doing. that can really create a culture. <laughs> I mean, I think um, the Browns I, finally making the playoffs shows that anything is possible. You yeah, but I mean? you know how long it took them? <laughs> anything is possible. You know how long it took them to get rid of that dysfunction? That is that the road the Texans are on? Is that really the road we're on? Yep. Get ready for a long ride, Nathan. Man, it's gonna be be a long ride. He's gonna take. It's gonna be. It's gonna be real. It's gonna be real sad. I, I, I'm finding it harder and harder to believe that he will be traded. Well, here, here's the deal. Um, the most comparable situation. There, there's, there is no truly comparable situation. A 25-year-old quarterback who I think is one of the best three in the league. Pretty much anyone would say, tell you he's one of the best five quarterbacks in the league. 25 years old, under contract for three more years. They don't come, they don't come available ever. They never do. But the most comparable situation is Carson Palmer. Uh, when he was with the Bengals in 2011, he wanted out. He was tired. He felt like the organization was not committed to winning. Slight tangent here. We we have trashed on Marvin Lewis before. The, the head coach who was there for years and years and barely won playoff games. We've trashed on him for still did keeping his job. Did he make the playoffs? Yeah, he did. But, <laughs> man, the dude had nothing around him. Like, the facilities were garbage, and it was they never put any money into it. That's a slight tangent, but somewhat related to the fact that the Bengals have just never been a winning team. So Palmer pretty much did the same thing Watson did. Palmer threatened to retire. The Bengals just drafted Andy Dalton in the second round. They let Dalton start. They didn't trade Palmer until October. The Raiders got so desperate, they traded a first and second round pick. Bengals took it, and Palmer played a few more years with the Raiders, ended up finishing his career with the Cardinals, actually made an NFC Championship game with them. Pretty solid quarterback, but nothing like Deshaun Watson is. Mm -hmm. But there is at least some precedent for... Tell him a quarterback, fine. We just won't trade you. And the Texans will get a lot more than a first and second round pick. Mm-hmm. Um, John McClain reported that it would have to start with two first rounders, two second rounders, and two young defensive starters. That's basically four That's, first rounders. So yeah. <laughs> at that so point, basically, the whole thing. Which <laughs> team wants to bank their future? On a twenty-five-year-old quarterback who is really, really good, but what team can also supplement him whenever they trade away their future? See that you don't like the Anthony trade, where you trade the good pieces for the for the good player. You know what I mean? Yes, I have good pieces around him. Yeah, and it's also what we worried about with the Nets, and and still do to a degree that we'll get to in a little bit. Um, Did you trade all your good pieces? Did you? Actually, they did mortgage their future. We can say that for sure. Yeah. To get James Harden and then maybe still have the worst defense and not not be able to get over the hump. So, of course, we'll get into that. But yeah, I mean, what team could take Watson and then still have a team around him? That That is kind of the balancing act here. There also is an interesting wrinkle. Watson has a no-trade clause, which, which does a few... The, okay, the obvious thing is, if he doesn't want to be traded, he wouldn't be traded, right? That's the obvious one. But in this case, since he does want to be traded, it 
basically gives him veto power over any trade. Yeah. Which has two parts. It means he could say, I don't want to go to that team. It could mean also, yeah, I want to go to that team, but man, they're having to give up a lot. I don't want to go to that team if they're having to give up that much. Like you, I don't want you to just rob them on the way out. Yeah. So, so what does that do? Now, there is an interesting report that just came out from Sportsnet New York that Watson would probably just want to be anywhere but Houston. And and the original there were previous reports that the Jets were his number one team. These new ones are pretty much saying that's not really true. So, and and again, anywhere but Houston, he'd probably be fine anywhere but Houston. That that speaks to the level of dysfunction in that organization. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you're if you're trying to go to the Jets, <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you're okay it's, with going to the Jets or, yeah, it, it just it, seems Texans are just not in a good place right now. Houston, Houston is in a good place right now. Everybody dipping. I blame. I blame, I blame Everybody Bill is dipping in, in Houston. <laughs> We're not even a baseball podcast. The Astros are having issues of their own too. Uh, Houston, Houston sports is not in a good place. Good thing I only really Although, support one of their teams. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I'd be very depressed. Although, yeah, and, I, Nathan, how do you go from supporting a Houston football team but then supporting a Dallas basketball team? Like, I don't want to. It's up. not about that. It's more about like when I played Madden, bro. Like, I thought, I didn't want to be like the Cowboys. I was like, all I saw was Cowboys stuff. And when I was playing Madden 08, I didn't even care about football. I was like, Cowboys, Cowboys. That's all I see everywhere. I want to be the Texans. You know what? I want to be Texas. Like, I'm going to be different. (laughs) And And I just stuck with them. And we'll get into it it. later. But at least one of the Houston teams has potential and some young dudes. Which is that? The Rockets. Oh yeah, they actually, 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 I think they've only lost one game since James Harden dipped. Yep, I think you're right. Yeah, the the Rockets are an interesting team. They're also a good defensive team, which is definitely out of character. Not not yep. as out of character as memes would tell you, but um, a little odd. Yeah, they, they, uh, they did they did a full 180 with that man gone, and their record now is ten to ten to nine. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. But with regards to Watson, though. <sighs> I want to ask two questions. Where do you think he should go? And what do you think is actually going to happen? How long do you think this is going to take? I think he should go to the Dolphins. (laughs) I think that'd be the perfect fit. But I don't know. I don't know what it would take to get Watson because you can't tell the Texans they're being too greedy because it's Deshaun Watson. You know what I mean? It's a great young quarterback. So you can't say they're being greedy. So I don't know what, what you can say, what you can trade for him. It's kind of. You would start with, you would trade Tua. You'd give him a quarterback. Definitely. You'd probably also give him that number three overall pick that you took from the Texans (laughs) when you traded away Laramie Tunsil. That'd be a big slap in the face. And you'd probably have to take the second rounders and maybe a defensive starter or two. That's also a slight tangent. The only reason to get rid of Tua Tagovailoa, the Dolphins quarterback, there have been rumors, some about getting rid of him. He wasn't that good. He's a rookie. He's coming off a hip su- surgery. Shut up. <laughs> like, get yeah, over it. Really but if yeah. Watson was on there and you time. could get him, then I don't care. You can you can hope to uh, just does does good somewhere else. That's fine. If Watson actually was available at a decent price. I think if Tua goes to the Texans, rest in peace, Tua. I think there goes him. I know, you know I, mean? I know, I know. <laughs> like, 
as I said, Watson took 49 sacks, second most in the league. I don't feel like that'd be good for uh, Tua. I think I think that'd be kind of rough. I think, I think he wouldn't be writing Tua's obituary. What happened to Rosen? You know, he just get kept getting traded everywhere, and now he's like out of the league. I think. I think yeah, John, he's not out of the league, but he's pretty close. I mean, it's. It is interesting how you go from the 10th overall pick to out of the league that fast and yeah, how situations can change. Right. It just shows in you general, how it is to where you get drafted. You know, we talk about the quarterback being so important, but we also forget that the situation around him has to be right. We forget that the coaches have to, the coaches really have to be smart and use their talents. Th- this goes for any job, actually. You need to use, your employee you need to use your person's talents the player's talents and use them correctly you need to cater to them you need to put them in the best position to win that is one thing we've at least seen in the nfl we've seen teams go to more player-friendly schemes more college-like schemes to help the players get acclimated but then of course you do still have guys like patrick mahomes who just are so raw and once you let them develop they just they just go um you have to put players around them and at the very least you can't trade away a wide receiver for a bag of chips you can't trade away maybe the best receiver maybe maybe hill's better probably but at this point but hopkins probably better hands you can't trade him away for a bag of chips that's what you did you trade him away for a burnt bag of chips and maybe in the future that's what you traded him for maybe a good sandwich it it, it was just a whole and and it was all because it goes back to the texans dysfunction it was it's just the players are just nothing to cal mcnair or actually no not to cal mcnair to bob mcnair you can't let the inmates run the prison that's how he thought of them He's, he apologized and then decided he regretted the apology before he ended up dying. Uh, Bob McNair was Bob McNair was the old Texans owner for for those that don't know. Cal McNair is now the new one. Cal Cal Bob McNair's son. So I think that's that's the mindset you have in place. And and whatever you think actually politically on the anthem and whatever, you cannot treat players like that anymore. And you shouldn't treat players like that anymore because. We watch the players. If we don't watch Cal McNair, we really don't even watch the coaches that much, although a little more to a degree. Um, we watch the players. We watch Watson. We watch Mahomes. You know what we're going to watch on the Super Bowl Sunday? Mahomes and Brady. That's who we're seeing. That's who we want to see. We want to see the greatest of all time. We don't talk about the greatest owner of all time every day. We don't talk about the greatest coach of all time every day. A little more often. We talk about the greatest player, Tom Brady. And we talk about the guy who may take that over one day in Patrick Mahomes. So um, He won't, though, but he won't. What a, what a Super Bowl. <laughs> that, that, that's, <laughs> there's a lot of legacy hanging on this, on this Super Bowl, so that's cool. Yeah, it, it really is. It could be a changing of the guard. Or it could be Brady saying, eh, not this time, little buddy. I'm not done yet. Yeah. <laughs> not this time, Kermit. Curve it. Goat, goat, goat still rules. Uh, fr- frogs will have their day one day, but uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, Watson, the Jets, Dolphins, 
the 49ers, really any team in the league that wants him is in the running. And that's every team that's not named the Kansas City Chiefs. So we'll see how it goes. When we come back, we'll talk about the NBA. We'll talk about the Nets, Jazz, Mavs, Rockets. And we'll also make our bi-weekly NBA game picks. Make sure you subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Flags and Fouls. We're going to talk about, as we pretty much just love to talk about now, the Brooklyn Nets. Because who doesn't talk about the Brooklyn Nets? They have, they have three of the best players right now, and they're all trying to figure out not only how to share the ball, but how to play defense. And you know what's funny it, to me? We talked about the chemistry. I know I did. <laughs> yeah. And they've kind of figured it out. Uh, yeah. Harden has been this facilitator. He's getting triple doubles with getting like the the game against the Clippers on Tuesday. He had 11 rebounds and 14 assists. Mm-hmm. And, and he's doing really good at distributing the ball, especially he's actually not shooting that great all the time yet. Um, it's really been on Kyrie Irving. It's been on Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant went 11 for 13 from the field. He only shot 13 shots. Kyrie really led the way. And that seems to be the thing. They're able to trade off. You can't even forget about Joe Harris now, who's who's a really good shooter. And now he's like the fourth guy to cover. I mean, he's going to get a lot of open shots. I think he's loving playing with the Nets right about now. But the thing is, the defense is one of the worst we've really seen. I mean, the lowest since Kyrie came back. Since Kyrie came back, not since the trade. This is their last eight games. The The lowest amount of points they allowed was 85 to the Heat. That kind of came out of nowhere. The Heat also didn't have Jimmy Butler, Tyler Hero, two of their best players. They 85, and then the second lowest was 124 against that same oh Heat God. team two days before. So, and then Tuesday, they allowed 120 to the Clippers. That was fantastic, really. But they didn't even have Patrick Beverly, and they were on a um, a long road trip, too. Every other game, all five of their other games, they've allowed 125 at least. I mean, this is just horrific. They're allowing the most over their last eight games, 1.193 points allowed, the most in the league. Hey, the Mavericks. That's 119.3 points per 100 possessions. Yes, even worse than the the Mavericks. The Mavericks just won. They just won. They just won. They just beat the Atlanta Hawks. (laughs) Oh. Oh, Okay, we'll, we'll figure that out later. Anyway. (laughs) <laughs> but the Nets also have the best offense per possession, 1.216. It's 121.6 per 100 possessions. They are watching the Wizards. That was the stupidest game I've ever seen. They both scored in the 140s. The Wizards end up winning horrid defenses. Was, it was like drive, 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 layup, drive, 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 layup, shots going in left and right. It was, you'd have like 10 shots in a row. It was. It was stupid. It was stupid to watch. I mean, it wasn't even, I thought I liked offense, but I was like, somebody played defense. I'm like, somebody, does anybody know what defense is? Katie's like, I'm hurt. I forgot. And it's like, okay, fine. But like, I feel like they traded the defense for James Harden. They did. (laughs) So what do y'all think? So what do y'all think? Do y'all think right now without making a move, what do y'all think the net ceiling is? Ooh. NBA championship. All right, Jose, you're you you believe in you believe they've got the chip. I why because they you said how you mentioned how the Clippers 
they outscored the Clippers, and they're looking like a really, really, really solid team. And uh, just that offense, I don't see, I don't see any stop to it because when when the three of them are clicking, it's just amazing, and they stay, they're consistent, they stay scoring. And I just, I, if they can fix up their defense a little bit, even just a little bit, I think it could, it could be game over. Because I don't think there's any team that can just outscore them straight out right. Well, the biggest problem with them is not having a center. They have DeAndre Jordan, but he's really not very good. He's just old. Right. And it makes him not very good. And <laughs> that could be abused. But I, like you said, their offense is just incredibly good. Um, I still think that they'll lose in the finals to either the Lakers or the Clippers. Cause I actually really like the Clippers this year. I think they're a more composed team without all the pressure. You just didn't, you just didn't like doc rivers. Yep. That's the reason that hundred <laughs> yeah, percent. That's, that's the reason. I, 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 <laughs> the reason. I think yeah. Doc Rivers. Uh, hopefully Paul George stays healthy this year and uh, hopefully he can play well in the playoffs and not be playoff P. I mean, sorry, pandemic P. <laughs> pandemic P. Um, but even the Lakers, I think, could beat the Nets. I think the Lakers, you know, Anthony Davis hasn't looked great this season. He'll look better eventually. I think it'll eventually click more consistently for him. But I just don't see the Nets offense beating the Clippers or Lakers defenses in a seven-game series. I, I think that's the issue is the Nets will definitely do pretty good against these defenses. I don't think it's like they're it's not like the it's not like the Nets offense is just gonna be bad against any of these teams. We know that over a seven game series, they're still gonna put up like 110, 120 points. But to me, that the teams like the Lakers, the Clippers, the Lakers especially can limit a team like the Nets. And the Lakers now have enough shooting around them. Their offense is starting to get going. I think that the Lakers would have to be favored over the Nets as the Nets are right now. The Nets get any defensive help, we'll look we'll look at that again. But yeah, to me, the Nets, I do think the Nets ceiling is a championship if everything falls right, but I just don't, I, I wouldn't expect them to do that. I think they could even have problems against the Bucs. I mean, how are the Nets going to stop Giannis? I mean, the Nets... We we know teams can stop Giannis by just pretty much making a wall and Giannis tries to play one-on-five hero ball, and we know that can stop a team, but I'm not sure the Nets have the capability to do that. So the Bucks could just roll over them too. And then, of course, get clowned on by the Lakers or Clippers or whatever. But I, I don't know. I, I feel like even teams like the Jazz would do well against the Nets, maybe not win, but... They would have really close games because the Jazz are feeling it on offense. They have a fantastic defense. They that playing, team is bought in. They're playing very good basketball. And the Nets, to me, I their offense is insane. And I'm glad that it looks like the chemistry on offense is there. But the defense, I think maybe we know now they can get there. I just don't. I wouldn't bet on it. That That's my opinion. Just not a believer yet. Laker, think, Lakers um, until proven otherwise. Same. I think I got to agree with Bulls. I think I think the Nets ceiling is uh, – I think they can win a championship because their offense is amazing. But I think the defense is going to gonna mess it up for them. I, I still have the Lakers winning it all. 
Of course and, you and, do. And, you and bronze you wonder, sexual. You bronze sexual. Well, I didn't even think. I, I didn't even think the Lakers were going to win the ring last season. I thought Anthony Davis and LeBron either. would. Yeah, I thought Anthony Davis and LeBron would win the ring their second season together, not their first. You know, it wasn't the the AD LeBron chemistry that I was seeing in the Lakers last year. Um, that chemistry was honestly perfect from the first game. But it was the rest of the team around him. Like, we, you were thinking Kyle Kuzma would be the third guy, and he never stepped up. He still never. hasn't stepped up consistently. I feel bad He's for just, him. He just figured out how to get around it. Really, Rondo did his Raj- – Rajon Rondo became playoff Rondo again and kind of did his thing enough to help the Lakers, and then the defense really stepped up. And, and we know what ended up happening. Uh, from there, of course, the Clippers blew a 3-1 lead to the Nuggets. Lakers beat the Nuggets. Lakers beat the Heat. They win. They, they win their little Mickey Mouse trophy. I get it. But um, <laughs> the Mickey Mouse, as the, as the trolls like to say. But I, I to me, it's Lakers until proven otherwise. That They're better than they were last year. The The Clippers, as much as I like them too, yeah, I, they're not quite as talented all the time. And then the Nets, the Nets could honestly do something stupid losing the second round <laughs> at this point. They could That'd score a lot of points and still find a way to get just run over by a team with a lot of offense. That is the true, because if you look at the Wizards game, they scored 140 points each team and the Wizards still win. It would have to be a team like the Sixers because I do think the East is much weaker, but you never know. That that That's what I'm thinking. But hey, if the Nets can make a move, shore up that defense – then hear, it can be a very dominant big three did you hear that, about that is almost of, unbeatable. Like, did you hear about that rumor of the Nets trying to get Andre? Was it Andre Drummond? Yeah, the, 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 there are oh. rumors that he may try oh. to get a buyout from Cleveland, but yeah, yeah I honestly call it bull. There's no way that there's they too would many do that. Rumors, the Cavs would though. try to trade him. No, but like, the it Cavs makes, would trade him. It, like, there's a. Uh, What's it called? There's a lot of rumors about Drummond right now. There's some about Dallas as well. And to be honest, like that's like the only piece Dallas is missing. But I'm not gonna go Dallas fanboy. But what's it called? Uh, yeah, there's been a lot of rumors. You already about... gone. You already gone Brady fanboy. I mean, what's the problem? <laughs> you know, blew out, you blew out Stafford earlier. <laughs> we at least like the match. <laughs> yeah, at least like the match. Hey, oh boy! I, I just I'm kind of disappointed with the record right now, but but it'll yeah, be they are, they've been underwhelming. Let's just go to the Mavs. Um, yeah. Uh, what do we have? Eight to? and thirteen, six game losing streak. They're now they're eight just, and thirteen. Luka Doncic has scored twenty five in each of those six games, at least twenty five. And Wait, the game against well, Nuggets, he had a triple double with thirty six points, eleven rebounds, sixteen assists, and they still lost you, by four. But they just they just broke their losing streak at least. Like they just broke it. Uh, they just beat the Hawks just now. Oh, yeah. that is true. They did just beat it as we're <laughs> as we're recording it. They actually did just break it against the Atlanta Hawks, a young uh, young team out of the East, of course, led by Trey Young. Um, yeah, that okay. They at least did break it. But to me, is that losing streak emblematic of the issues the Mavericks are going to have the rest of the season? I don't think so because uh, from what I'm seeing right now, it's like their offense is honestly fine. It's just they're allowing a lot of points as well. 
What's it called? Yeah, I feel like that's that's one of like uh, they're just allowing a lot of points right now. They just need um, what's it called? They just need to like settle down like on the on the offense. But like it makes sense because uh, multiple people just can't remember like they have, they really haven't had like much chemistry time because a lot of people were out for COVID protocols and then Persingas was still out from their recovering knee. Like it, it it's all within like a month and it hasn't like been that much uh time for everybody to adjust and come back. I think it's just a matter of time, but I think it it will get better. Uh, and we some you've seen a little bit flashes because like recently the games have been getting much closer. And today they just beat Trey Young and they beat a Hawks team that was ten and ten, that which is not too good, but it's better record. Right. Yeah, I do think the Hawks was a good win for them. I mean, it's not like the Hawks were a cupcake. I, I agree with that. So, I I, Sean, what do you think? Um, I haven't gotten to watch a lot of the Mavericks games. I just kind of saw stat lines and things. Um, I know Porzingis has kind of struggled a little bit in some of his games. Yeah, he tore uh, his meniscus. Well, yeah, I know, but he's still struggling. <laughs> he's seven three, Sean. You try being seven three with the broken knee. Yeah, and I'd still be struggling. Doesn't change the fact <laughs> that he's not very good right now. And Luca is kind of carrying the team, and they had that good stretch where they're missing like Dorian Finney-Smith, Maxi Cleaver, um, and one other guy I can't remember, but that could make it to where the chemistry isn't quite as good as they'd like it to be. Uh, maybe they're just out of sync right now. So I think they'll be better and hopefully they'll be able to make the playoffs, but they, they are missing a piece like Drummond, I think. They they hit their stride for a little bit on the defensive end, and then and it's it's just falling apart now. So uh, to me, the Mavs they just I I don't know that they can really fix it. I don't know that they have enough to make a big run. I'm just not quite as sold on them as as I thought I would be. Yeah, I don't I, know that Porzingis is going to fully come back. Grant, as a shooter, he really should be able to figure it out, but I don't know. The pieces around him are just still not that appealing to me. Um, maybe somebody like Drummond would change that. We'll see what happens with the Mavs. How about the other Texas team, the Houston Rockets? Well, uh, well they just love them right now. Yeah, no, well, we do, but not right now, right now, because they just got whooped. Yeah, they just lost to the Thunder, but again, we can't base everything off of a single game. <laughs> I mean, no, you got to be a little... But they lost They lost by 40, 24 points, Sean. They are 6-2 yeah. and two in their last eight games. And the, and the Nets lost to the Wizards. Like, the Wizards. That is true. <laughs> and to Cleveland twice. <laughs> and to Cleveland um, twice. But... The uh, the the Rockets they have Oladipo and uh, John Wall plus Christian Wood. I mean, it's they are not a bad team. I I almost right. can guarantee they'll make the playoffs. Uh, I'd be shocked if they don't. Ooh, okay. That's oh, a bold John prediction Wall in the West. So that's that's probably why they lost to the Thunder. I I think they're a better team than uh, the Warriors, Spurs, and uh, sometimes even the Trailblazers. But the Trailblazers are kind of weird sometimes. They don't have Nurkic yeah, or McCollum, so I don't know when they're coming back, but I think the Rockets have really built a chemistry around this uh, mix, mixed team. I don't know. It's like 
pieces from all over the place. Um, right. But they're playing good defense, and they had that one night where they shot incredibly from the three-point line. Well, yeah, but I think the interesting thing, though, we talked about this a little bit earlier. Um, over their last eight games, I don't. This does not include the Thunder game. We're just gonna act like that didn't happen. Um, <laughs> they're six and two, one hundred and six point four points per game allowed. That is fourth in the league over their last eight games. The Lakers, the Knicks, and the Clippers are the only teams better. The Knicks and. No wait, the Knicks. Hold on, hold on. Did I just read the Knicks? <laughs> Did you just read the hold Knicks? Hold on a second. <laughs> it's yep. <laughs> Better than the Jazz, who also get to. Here's another team, a small market team, somewhat under the radar, but gaining a lot of traction, mostly because a lot of the teams in the West have just fallen off. The Trailblazers, the Mavericks, um, and the Warriors, that was kind of from the beginning, though, when Clay Thompson got hurt. The Nuggets have at least started to come back, but they had a rocky start. So the Jazz have really come up as the third best team in the West and maybe a Western Conference Finals contender, maybe a Finals or Championship contender. Right now, they, ha- right now they have over their last eight games. Now, I like the last eight games, by the way. You can, you can tell I like the number eight, apparently. Um Third best offense in points per game, third best defense in points per game allowed. So this Jazz team is feeling it. They're shooting 43s a game. They're making 18 of them, which leads the league. They're 40% from three, which also leads the league. That is absurd. I mean, if you're shooting 40% from three, you are considered a fantastic shooter. And they're, as a team, managing to do that. This is very impressive. They're doing it on offense. They're doing it on defense. I mean, now I'll ask the same thing I asked with the Nets. What do you think the Jazz's ceiling is? It's so difficult to tell with basketball how far a team can go. I mean, you have the Clippers last year losing unexpectedly to the Nuggets. And I don't know how much I trust this Jazz team. I haven't really got to watch as many games as I'd like to with them. But I know that they're playing well and they have a lot of depth to their team not just Rudy Gobert and um, Donovan Mitchell. Mm-hmm. They have players like Royce O'Neal and... Uh, Joe Ingles. Right, and uh, Boyan Bogdanovich. And You're Clarkson. missing a big piece. You're missing a really big piece that's like not Clarkson really talked about. Clarkson, yeah. And Mike Conley. That proves the point that they have a ton of depth. Then they do. If you have to name that many players to get a point across. Um, so I, I think they can be a very good team. I, I think I think they can be good. I think we'd all agree that they would be good. But championship. That they championship are, is like... They're closer at this point than the Blazers or the Mavericks or almost any team in the West that's not in Los Angeles is. But what about the potential? Do they have a star? Well, the I potential- think they have a star in Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, I mm-hmm. agree with Donovan Mitchell and also with Rudy Gobert. But like how Nathan mentioned, Clarkson coming off the bench is a really big piece because right now he's averaging 25, 25 minutes played, three-pointers a game, which is actually pretty good. And that's not a lot, but three-pointers make up a lot. 17.4 points, uh, one steal, two, two assists, 
4.4 rebounds and three three-pointers made. He's actually making a lot of really good uh, chances off the bench, and he's like spark. He's being a spark plug, starting the uh, kicking off the offense and stuff. Hmm. Yeah, Clarkson off the bench has been a very interesting piece that we knew he'd be a good scorer, but I don't necessarily knew that. I don't think we necessarily knew he'd be like this. Omer, what do you think about the Jazz? I don't know. It's kind of hard to tell. I think calling them like a championship contender is kind of gutsy. But I think they can get pretty far because they do have a lot of depth. So I'm not trying to count them out, but it's kind of hard to go uh, kind uh, choose them over a team in L.A. So I, don't know, I think they can get pretty far, though. Hopefully they can get past the first round. <laughs> do, do you think we're do you think because they are, you know, the Utah Jazz and they don't just have uh, I agree Mitchell's a star, but I don't know if he's one of the best players in the league that can be the best player on a championship team. Um, Do you think, though, that people are going to underrate the Jazz? Or do you think that maybe we're overrating them because they're doing a lot better than we expected? I think underrate them just because they're the Jazz. They haven't been really a successful team in the past. So I think they might see them as like an underdog, to be honest. But... I think because when I think of them, I kind of think of like because the Heat last year, they were like the fifth seed, but that, that chemistry right. is what got them to the finals. So if the Jazz can get something like that going, then it's kind of hard to count against them. But again, they're in the West, so they're going to have to go against the Lakers or the Clippers. This is kind of... The the Heat were, um, were definitely a similar team I was thinking about. A team built off of chemistry and stuff like that. But after a while... I felt like Jimmy Butler really showed that he was a superstar. And I don't know that Mitchell has. That is true. Well, think that, that may be the like, difference. When the Jazz went against the Nuggets, him and Jamal Murray put on a show. So I kind of, you can, you, I guess you can kind of say, you can count on Donovan Mitchell to show up. But I don't know about the rest of the team. But they started off good this season, so who knows? They probably have a bright future. I'm going to echo... Um, uh, the TNT show inside the NBA a bit. Um, can he do something besides score the basketball? Can he distribute a little more? Can he be just more than a scorer? Um, they 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 jump on him a little too much, and and uh, watching uh, Shaquille O'Neal pretty much just tell Donovan Mitchell he didn't think he was good enough was just awkward. It was like Don, Shaq basically just said. Um, I, I don't remember exactly what it was. It was, Hey, uh, on the show, I said that, uh, I don't, I don't think you're a superstar. Yet. You're just scoring. <laughs> no, 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 yeah, whatever no, he, he said. No, Donovan no, Mitchell no, basically he, said, I remember, I remember what he said. He, he said, I don't think, uh, you've been playing really good, but I don't think you have what it takes to, uh, push it to the next level. There you go. There you go. Uh, uh-huh. that's disrespectful. Donovan Mitchell was like, talking crap. It's just so awkward. Mitchell's <laughs> like, okay. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's all cool. he said. He was okay. like, how, he, "How do you respond to that? Why he told him that to his face?" Yeah, yes. he told. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. yeah. On, on, on live TV, game interview. I gotta see that. I, I gotta see it again. I mean, it was, <laughs> it was Jack and uh, David Mitchell. That's the second. I don't think you're good enough. I just wanted to let you know that. I was like, Shaq, Shaq really? you are Mitchell. Please shut me up. So he's. I guess you want David Mitchell to prove him wrong. I yeah I, that that's what it was but it was just so weird. I'm not gonna do that to him. 
but I do want to <laughs> see Mitchell take over a little bit more. And um, yep. if they can do that, they maybe can pull it off. I'm not yep. completely sold on the Clippers. I'm pretty much there, but and I do think the Jazz are better than all those other Western teams. But uh, to me, it's like they're a good team, but they're not a championship team, and they they're different than the Nets, the, a team we talked about. And I think it's good to end with the Jazz after starting with the Nets with our NBA talks because these are two totally different situations. The, the Nets are basically like in blacktop, um, where you just pick out the three best dudes and you and you roll them out there, and 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 you make them try to win. But then, like their defense is honestly kind of garbage because they're they're just crazy good scores. The Jazz are like the team you built built from the ground up. Yeah, and, and that's what's such an interesting contrast in the two teams. And I, I think those are two two of the teams to look at because it's like all this star power and all this crazy stuff and all the lights, all the lights of New York too. They they may not be New York's team. That's the Knicks, but. They basically are at this point because the Knicks are, they, they actually are not as bad as they used to be, but they're mediocre. The Nets are fantastic. They're in Brooklyn. They have all the lights. The Jazz are in Utah. The biggest city in Utah, sure, but it's not, I mean, it's Salt Lake City. <laughs> you, know what pe- you know what people outside the U.S. think of when they think of uh, the United States and think, you know, New York, L.A., uh, we suck at managing Ch- COVID, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We still can't manage to go. Chicago, they they don't think about Utah mom. or Salt Lake City. It's such a small market. And Gordon Hayward was a good player and pretty much just left. So it's an interesting contrast to me between the Jazz and the Nets, watching these two teams, one that just seems built from the ground up and one that just seems built like you uh, decided to edit the rosters in 2K just to piss people off or you did trade override or something. And now time for NBA Game Picks for Episode 3. Right now, I am in the lead. At 6-3, and three, I was 3-2 and two last week. I'm doing pretty good. Sean, O'Mara, and Jose all tied at 3-6. and six. Our first game is going to be the Golden State Warriors at the Dallas Mavericks. Thursday, February 4th, 6-30 on TNT. I pick... Yeah, I know we just trashed on the Mavs a little bit, but I think that they'll have a little bit of momentum. I go Dallas Mavericks. I go Dallas Mavericks as well. I can't go against my own team. And I think Luka Doncic is going to keep it up. He's going to continue his MVP season. Uh, and he will get this dub. I think the Warriors Sean. will win it. Of course you do. I have the Mavericks. Ooh, right, Sean, right. you're the odd one out for the first time. How does that feel, white boy? Pretty good. <laughs> Is it pretty good? All right. Okay. And Nets at 76ers, Saturday, February 6th, 7 p.m. on League Pass. I'm going to go, you know what? I'm going the Nets. Uh, I'm going, I'm talking like 150, 140. I don't know, man, but it's the Nets. I'm going to join will. you. I'm going to go the Nets as well. I will also go with the Nets. I'm also going with the Nets. <laughs> well, that, that, that's just boring, man. But all right, all right. I guess I I guess I have to agree with you guys, though. I'm not going to take an yep. L just to be different. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I got you. Hawks at Mavericks. Wednesday, take... February 10th, 
6.30 on ESPN. I'm going to go ahead and take the Mavericks again in a rematch. I will take the Mavericks again as well, bro. Luca likes clapping Chase Young. Not in that way, but he likes clapping the man. And he will yeah, do it know. once more. Of course you chose him, Mavs. Why wouldn't I? I think the Hawks um, will bounce back and win this one. Oh, my gosh. Oh. Atlanta and Trey Young and Clint Capella, man. Ooh. Don't forget John Collins. And John Collins. Amara. I'm agree with Sean. I have the, I'm gonna I'm pick the Hawks as well. All right. I never thought I'd say this, but um, I'm with Jose, and you two are clowns right now. <laughs> never thought I'd say <laughs> Bucks at Thunder, Sunday, February 14th, 6 p.m. on League Pass. I mean, hey, hey, man, you know, I'm just going to pick the Thunder. Why not, man? Like, the Thunder got to get some wins someday, man, right? Yeah. I got to I gotta, I gotta give you all a chance. You know, I feel bad because I'm yeah. leading you all right now. Yeah. 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 And in that case, I'm going to go the Bucks because I think they're going to win pretty decisively. <laughs> and you'd hope oh, so. Is it Thunder and Bucks? Then I'm definitely going with the Bucks. Who who in the right man would pick the Thunder? Apparently hey, both. Man, I, I, I just believe, man. I'm just a believer. <laughs> I, I'm going to go with the Bucks as well. Yeah, you guys are just haters, man. That that's going to be a recurring soundbite eventually. If the, if the just Thunder wins, that's going to be crazy. <laughs> I, I think I deserve money if the Thunder wins. Yeah, anyway. I'm gonna be like, of course. Cavs at Warriors, Monday, February fifteenth, nine p.m. on League Pass. This is the old. We we got to see a whole four part series. I don't even know what they call those, man. Not trilogies. I don't know what they call four parters. We got to see all that in the finals. It was a waste of time. are a little different now. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. The Golden State Warriors. The Cavs are. The Cavs will probably be a playoff team in the East. Don't sleep on them. Even if they get rid of Drummond, they got Jared Allen, Colin Sexton, and Darius Garland. Sexland. Just saying what everyone says. I like him right now. Of course, you like anything that sounds like set. But I'm gonna go with the Golden State Warriors as well. I think Curry's gonna go. Go stupid, go crazy, go stupid, whatever the fuck is called. Um, but yeah, he's going to start draining them threes and he's going to get the dope. I'm going to interject real quick. I, I said the Warriors, you know what? I'm picking Cavs. I I, I believe. I'm a believer. I, want, I still <laughs> want Warriors. I still take the Warriors, Nathan. Okay. Uh, I'm picking the Cleveland Cavaliers to win this game. I'm going with the Cleveland Cavaliers as well. Dang, wow, I, wow, I got everybody to jump on that one. Ooh. <laughs> I hope the Warriors lose, bro. I can't believe I got everyone to jump on that one, man. I actually crazy. picked it before you said it. Yeah, I was kind of going to pick I was going to pick them anyways. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but my I, I persuaded myself to pick the Cavs even when I picked the Warriors. That's that's powerful. <laughs> that's power. Y'all are all going to lose. And that's all for Flags and Fouls. I'm Nathan Lee. Join us in two weeks for our next episode. We'll talk about who won and really anything else we find interesting. Thank you guys for listening. Subscribe to us. Tell all your friends. Look out if you're a tennis fan for making a racket February 23rd. And I love we'll you, see you all. Guys then. I love you all. Because I'm built there. You don't have to choke the mic, Jose. You freaking like <laughs> the mic in your The throat. mic is in my mouth, Nathan. I can fit the whole thing in it. You'd be surprised what I was going Okay, going to start Jesus in five, Christ. four, three, two, and...
And uh, one and a half, I got to look at something real quick. Okay, <laughs> one and a quarter. And then he's looking at, he's looking one and half and zero. Welcome to the third episode of... Actually, let me let me put it up, because I, if I look down, it's bad. Okay. Gosh, dang, Welcome to the third episode of Flags and Fouls. Today, we'll preview Super Bowl 56 with the Kansas City Chiefs and Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We'll look into the Matthew Stafford trade and talk about the Deshaun Watson situation. And on the NBA side, we'll talk about the Brooklyn Nets, Utah Jazz, Dallas Mavericks, Houston Rockets, really any team we think is interesting, and then make our bi-weekly NBA game picks. You I'm Nathan Lee. And I'm here with Sean Doherty, Jose Duran, and Omer Loya. Guys, how are y'all doing this week? You made yeah, a mistake. It's Super Bowl 55th, not 56th. No, it's 56, ain't it? I said 56. It's 56. It's 56. It's 56. <laughs> I'm doing it's, pretty no, no, good. No, hold on. Well, Jose, what do you think I said? <laughs> it's, 50, it's 55th. It's 56. Oh, it's 56. I swear L- to fucking 56. LV. F- it is 55. God damn it. Is it? The f- three three that? Yes, it's 55. I'm a f- I just followed the bullshit because he's never wrong. Oh, I really thought it was 56. Oh, it is L5. Yeah, he's right. It's 55. You know what's you bad is I, I saw LV. So f- that. No, I'm a sheep. Get it right. I'm a sheep. Good one, son. <laughs> I'm a sheep. Yeah, you're, you're right. I'm going to make some birria tacos with your ass. Oh, my God. Okay. All right, Bulls. Redo it. I'll just redo it. Yeah, it's funny. I saw LV. You should leave that. You know, off, if Jose wouldn't talk so much, it'd be easier for me to get started. But then he wants me to start, and then he just starts bullshit. You should, you should leave again. that in the bloopers. That's actually really funny. <laughs> you should leave that. You should leave that in general. And be like, no, yeah, I'll, no, I'll leave it. At, I'll, I'll leave it at the end. I, I, I'll, I'll work it in. <laughs> That's funny. Okay, okay start. Welcome to the third episode of Flags and Fouls. Today we'll preview Super Bowl Fifty Six with the Kansas City Chiefs you and Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> no, I didn't change it. I didn't change it. Yeah, Super Bowl Fifty Six. He's like, he did it again. I was just, I was just reading what was on the sheet. I didn't really, I didn't use my brain. So you're telling me that's very scary. Came. Once I start using the teleprompter. Okay, well, okay. Take three. Take three. Welcome to the third episode of Flags and Fouls. Actually, let me redo that. Welcome to the third episode of Flags and Fouls. Today we'll preview Super Bowl Fifty Five.